Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. There's nothing that energizes us or motivates us more than when we are convicted that we are accomplishing God's will. Life might be hard. You might feel at the end of your rope. But if then if you think, but I'm doing it God's will, I'm pleasing God, you probably will find extra motivation to continue on. Consider how the great missionaries of the church believed they were doing God's will in taking the gospel all over the world. And because of this, they were able to brave dangers, endure harsh conditions, leave the comfort of their home. Think of St. Jean de Brebeuf bringing the gospel to the new world. Maybe think of St. Peter Claver serving the slaves in Colombia. Or St. Francis Xavier going to the far east with the gospel. Their lives were not easy at all. But they continued on because they were convicted that they were doing God's will. God had a will for them. And God wills something for each one of us as well. Our task is to listen to the voice of God to discern what his will actually is. The first reading today, we hear about Samuel, and Samuel listening to God and eventually doing the Lord's will. The story of Samuel is a fascinating one. You might remember that his mother was Hannah, and she was barren, and she prayed to God for a child, and she promised God that if she conceived, she would dedicate her child to God. She miraculously did conceive, and then she dedicated Samuel to God in the temple. So today we hear that Samuel is just a young lad in the temple, and there he is sleeping right by the Ark of the Covenant. This is a sign that he's not yet attentive to God. He's not familiar with the ways of God. When he's there in the temple sleeping, God calls him. And of course, we all know the story well. He thinks that Eli is calling him, Eventually, Eli picks up on what is going on and instructs young Samuel how he should respond. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. The third time the Lord calls Samuel, this is exactly what he says. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Then what happens in this reading is fascinating. Unfortunately, we don't have it in the lectionary for today. But right after Samuel says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, God reveals to Samuel what his will for him is. He gives him his mission, and it's a difficult one. He is supposed to now go to Eli, his master in the spiritual life, and tell him some really, really bad news. You see, Eli has been negligent. His two sons are priests in the temple, and they are living terribly immoral lives. Samuel needs to tell Eli that God is going to bring condemnation on his household. Both of his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are going to die in battle. And Eli, too, will eventually die. This is the hard news that Samuel needs to share. But this is what God calls him to. And because he listens to God and discerns God's will, he accomplishes the difficult task that's given to him. I remember 20 years ago, at this time, in fact, exactly 20 years ago, January of 2004, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, like most seniors in high school. And so I kept asking myself this question, what do I really want to do? Where should I go to college to help 
take that next step to realize my dreams, and I was just lost in a maze of all of my own competing desires, was not finding any clear direction, felt like I was just spinning my tires in the mud or in the snow, to shift the analogy a little bit. Just didn't seem to be getting anywhere. And I remember I heard a talk, and in the talk, the speaker told us all to stop asking the question, what do you want to do with your life? And to start asking the question, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? It seems to be a small change, but it is a massive change, actually, and it might make a huge difference for you. It made a huge difference for me. Like I said, I was getting nowhere as I kept asking myself, what do I really want to do? But when I simply started asking God that question in prayer, Lord, what do you want me to do? All of a sudden, a whole new spiritual horizon opened up. Now, when asking that question, you're taking a huge risk, of course, because God might call you to something that's difficult. In fact, he most definitely will call you something that's difficult. But that only makes sense because God wants greatness from us. He wants us to become saints. And so he will call us to challenging things. But through those challenging missions that he gives us, he will also teach us faith and he will supply us with the grace to persevere. And so it's certainly worth the risk. There's also great peace, though, in asking God, what do you want me to do with my life? Because when we ask God that question, we no longer have to bear the heavy burden of charting our own course. We can instead peacefully surrender to God and allow him to lead. Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? This should be a question we ask God every day. But still, you might think, well, fine, I believe God wants something for me. He's got a plan for me. There is a will for me. And in fact, I actually want to do it. But how on earth do we discover what it actually is? I think we can all become caught up in this great perplexing question. Lord, what is it you want me to do? And how do I go about discerning that? To find an answer, I'd like to look to the gospel today. We hear a beautiful passage from the gospel of St. John. What we hear is that two of John the Baptist's disciples encounter Jesus. And when they encounter him, Jesus asks them a very pointed question. What are you looking for? Imagine if Jesus right today was looking at you in the eyes and asked you personally that direct question. What are you looking for? How would you respond? Maybe you'd say greater happiness. Maybe you'd say health. Maybe you'd say peace in my family. Maybe you'd just say warmer weather. I'm sick of the cold. What are you looking for? Those two disciples of John the Baptist respond by asking the Lord a question. Master, where are you staying? And he tells them, come and you will see. If we want to know what the Lord's will is for us, he's probably not going to hit us over the head with the proverbial two-by-four and let us know. Rather, he's going to invite us, as he does to these two disciples of John in the gospel today, come and you will see. The Lord wants us to follow him more closely each and every single day. He wants us to grow in grace, in friendship with him. And as we do this, 
we slowly begin to see more clearly what God is calling us to. You see, his will is not something independent of himself. It's not just some abstract concept that we can discern. Rather, we are to draw closer to Christ, and as we draw closer to him, he will slowly reveal to us what he wants from us. So if we are seeking the Lord's will, we need to do some things. The first thing we need to do is make sure that we have all the fundamentals in place. You know, if you're going to acquire any skill, you first have to learn the fundamentals. And then with time, you can learn the unteachable elements of that talent. What are the fundamentals of our faith? Well, they're all the non-negotiables, of course. You need to do what God calls you to do on a daily basis, which is obvious, like sacrifice for your family and go to work. You need to go to Sunday every, you need to go to Mass every Sunday without missing at all, praying every single day, confessing your sins, visiting those who are sick, caring for those who are in need of your care, all those non-negotiable things, all those things keep our hearts open to God's grace so that the Holy Spirit might dwell within our souls. And then when the Holy Spirit is dwelling within our souls, we'll begin to notice sudden, unexpected inspirations from the Spirit, sudden, surprising promptings from the Spirit. By following these very subtle inspirations, we will slowly start to do God's will. We don't do it all at once. Think about the way a plant grows. You know, it is true that several months from now, irises will shoot from the ground. It might seem to be impossible, but I guarantee you, it will happen. They start as that little seed which germinates, and then eventually the shoot breaks through. It comes up through the earth, and eventually a beautiful plant and flower grow. That's how it works with discerning the Lord's will as well. By trusting in God and by responding to those little inspirations that he gives us in our souls, bit by bit, day by day, we will slowly find out that we are accomplishing God's will. So friends, remember the Lord does want something from each and every single one of us. He cares about every one of us, and he has a will for each one of us. So let us, in great faith, trust in him and pray each day, Hear my Lord, I come to do your will.